0: Some of you may remember the story of uh, one of the first gorillas who was taught to use crayon and paper and could draw. And the first thing that the uh, scientists saw that he drew was the bars of his own cage. And there is a pathos and a sadness to that story, but it also suggests that there is something deep in all of our minds that responds to captivity in a way that is not only about the actual limitations, but the psychological impact of knowing there is a world out there and being unable to participate in it. You know where I'm going. We have been in a very gilded captivity in lockdown. That is, this is not exactly a cage. As you can see, there is plenty to read. uh, And this is my office. um, And I get to go from my office across the street to my house and elsewhere. And of course, the bonds are somewhat loosening. But as we approach the end of the Torah, which is about in its origins, captivity and freedom and what it means to be free and what it means to be a slave. And is there a certain kind of confinement even in the desert? Because although you can move wherever you want, there wasn't a lot to do. I started to think about the lessons of the lockdown as we all have and ways in which to summarize it before we approach the new year. And I wanna offer you just a few general conclusions, not that they are new or innovative or that we haven't thought about them before, but nonetheless, I think that they are worth keeping in mind as we go forward and God willing, see our restrictions lift in the year ahead. The first is that over the past six months, I think that we have to have a tremendous sense of the capacity of human beings for creation and invention and sheer intellectual and imaginative labor. What we're doing right now is a perfect example. A year ago, our services were not beamed everywhere in the world and Zoom which is now ubiquitous, was unknown to almost all of us, maybe to all of us. And yet, as soon as this happened, people began to apply their tremendous capacity to solve problems. And that is a real tribute to the human spirit. Meetings happen now all over the world. We are constantly thinking and planning. In ways that we did not before. And that is worth keeping in mind, even as we lament the fact that there are so many societal problems that we haven't yet solved, is that human beings have a truly remarkable ability to take the blessings that God has given us and to use them to do good, as well as sometimes to cause problems. And that. Leads me to the second thing that I have been struck by, which is how much we live by stories. If you think about it, when people say, oh, I'm watching Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever it is, Hulu or or any of them every day, what they're basically saying is I'm involved in this story. Every book you read in some way or another tells a story, every painting you look at every person you talk to. The great stories are the stories by which we live. The Torah is our master narrative for our life, for discovery, for captivity and liberation, for the promise of the future. And even as we get involved in story after story, so much so that sometimes... I know that I've forgotten that I watched something or read something and at a certain point I think, I think I know it's about to happen. I must've seen this before. Even as we forget stories, we still live by them. They are still the way in which we process the experience of life. And there is something about lockdown that has reminded me very powerfully that that is true. There's a third thing I'd like to say which is kind of hopeful. And that is that this is the first time in human history that everyone has gone through the same thing and everyone knows it. I mean, there might've been worldwide pandemics before, but not everybody knew that everyone was going through a worldwide pandemic. There wasn't, after all, the internet. And all the different modes of communication that we have now that lets us all know, except perhaps for the most remote and disconnected tribes in the world, everybody knows what everyone's going through. That was never true before. Villages were always disconnected from the larger world. No longer. And I hope that maybe this sense that all human beings are deeply interconnected Will bring us to a different sense of one another. There may be some hopeful signs that that is happening even as there are clashes between nations, there is also some amity. Look, if you had said a few years ago that the UAE and Bahrain would have diplomatic and commercial relations with Israel, we would have said, Psh, nah, won't happen with Arab nations. And yet it has happened, which is a tribute not only to the diplomacy and the efforts of the American government and the Israeli government, but also, I hope, in addition to those efforts, laudable and praiseworthy, though they certainly are, I hope maybe at least a little piece of it is everyone's recognition that we are in the same boat, guys. That the virus doesn't care if you're Jewish or you're Muslim or you're Christian or you're Hindu, it doesn't care that the forces of nature operate equally on all of us. And therefore, maybe, maybe there might out of this in time come some kind of nudge to greater closeness, as has happened from other catastrophes in human history in the past. And wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? One last lesson, in addition to the sense of ingenuity and universality and narrative story, I have been impressed by how much the lockdown has spurred our memories. Not just that we have reached back in history over and over and over again for parallels to what has happened, but also personal memories that people have had time and space to remember those whom they've lost, to think about their own lives, to look back as well as look forward. And as you know, in the Jewish tradition, zikaron, memory, the looking backwards is fundamental to who we are. We are coming into the high holiday season, so we don't only look forward, we look back. Right now, we don't only remember those whom we have lost in our own lives, but also we remember those who are suffering and whom we have lost in our world. Yesterday was 9-11, we remember those Who died in that tragic act of terror, and those who are facing terrible suffering and loss in the fires right next door to us. Memory is pain as well as sweetness, but maybe together with memory, with story, with universality, and with our own powers of creativity and imagination, Olam chesed we can build a world of kindness and of goodness. Olam Chesed yibaneh.